You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about why your onboarding systems need work. Now, I have to apologize. This episode is coming out late again, second week in a row. I was traveling this week. I actually had the opportunity to present to a group of fitness professionals who run fitness gyms, CrossFit gyms, and functional fitness gyms and present on the after-school industry to them. I was super honored to go and speak to them in Nashville, and my flight back got totally messed up. I got stranded in Minneapolis. My bag is still lost, and so I just got home today, and I'm recording this episode. I knew I should have recorded it while I was there. I actually brought all my equipment, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get home in time. I got this. Famous last words, right? It's just like when you're filling up your gas tank and you're driving home and like you you famously say, I'll just do this tomorrow morning. And then the next morning shows up and you really don't have time or you wake up late and then you're actually behind. And it just always bites you in the butt. Well, this is one of those ones that bit me in the butt. So here we are. Uh, we're going to be talking about why your onboarding systems may need work. Now, before we get into the episode, make sure you've headed over to All-Star Cheer and Gymnastics Owners if you are your gym owner and you've requested to join that group. If you're not a gym owner, join our All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners Facebook group. Make sure in either of those groups, you answer the questions. Let us know who you are. We're trying to keep out the parents and the people who are spamming advertisements. Again, if you want to advertise in either of those groups, you must be a preferred sponsor of NextGen. If not, we will delete your post. You'll get a warning, and after that, you'll be banned from the groups. So make sure that you're a sponsor. If you're interested in sponsorship, we do have a few more spaces available for sponsoring NextGen. You can be at conference if you get in on sponsoring and you can be there as a sponsor. Now we are selective. We only partner with people who we know are going to deliver great products for our clients. So we're very, very particular about who we work with as sponsors. So if you are interested in that, make sure you reach out. Uh, you can do that by either reaching out to Shelly at nextgenowners.com or going on the website and looking for that information on how to become a sponsor. All right. So... Moving forward with the episode, if you love it, make sure you share it with someone who you think would get something out of it. We want to make sure that the more people that are growing their business and growing their staff and improving their onboarding systems, the better our industry will be as a whole. But one of the most common challenges I do hear with owners, and I actually, I heard it this weekend talking to these fitness gyms, and these are highly successful fitness gym owners. They are still having challenges with staff and dealing with challenges with staffing. And it either tends to be finding new staff or issues with current staff executing and doing things the way they would like them to be doing them. And one of the biggest problems that people are having uh, with their current staff is related to their onboarding systems need significant work. And it is basically we're building that house, right? If our, our staff member is like building a house, we're building it with a bad foundation because we're not onboarding them correctly or effectively. And so we're going to go into my three suggestions, my three big problems I see with people who are struggling with their onboarding. So number one is you have not created an onboarding system at all. Number two, your onboarding system is 
heavy on the time investment of your staff to train and onboard a new cl- a new staff member and it's like a clunky experience or number 3 you have not created the systems or identified the way you do things in your company resulting in consistently inconsistent results so breaking each one of these down number 1 you have not creating an created an onboarding system if you haven't done this this is absolutely the first and most critical step you need to have a repeatable process for how you onboard new staff members and it needs to be more than just an administrative process. So you should have penciled out, you should have the applicant applies. From there, do they do a phone interview? And then do they do an in-person or a Zoom interview? Uh, When do you receive the resume in that process? Do they answer a series of questions? Do they do a proof of work, whether they're providing you a video of them coaching or they're coming in and showing you how they coach? What is the process for initially vetting people and then hiring them. At what point do you do the background check? Do you do that before you give them the formal job offer or do you give them a job offer and then do a background check? How does that work? You need to have that all outlined in your process. Okay, What it would look like for anyone I was coaching is you put out that you are hiring. After you receive uh, a application with a resume, you review those, you schedule your first interview, which is generally going to be some sort of a phone interview. From there, you're going to schedule, you're going to reach out and you're going to have them answer a series of questions uh, to prepare you for the interview. Then they're going to do a Zoom and or in-person interview. From there, you will follow up and you will contact their references. And we have a series of questions that we ask all of the references. You'll perform the background check. Uh, and then you will follow up with an official job offer and performance agreement if they accept. Now, that would just be the initial hiring process, right? After that, you need to onboard this person. And so what are the steps? And oftentimes it's just, you know, get their uh, W-4, I-9, uh, you know, their their information form we need to pay them. And then start shadowing classes. And that's just how we do it or start shadowing a practice. That's not really a true onboarding plan, although it's better than nothing. But if you don't have a a clear and consistent system that you can follow repeatedly over and over and over again, you're always going to have struggles with that program. Number two, your onboarding system is heavy on the time investment of your staff to train and onboard your new staff, meaning everything requires a manager or another staff member to be walking them through it, showing them how we do things. And it's not written down. It's not something that they're reviewing. It's just something where the staff member is showing them. Now, there's two problems with this. Number one is it's just, it's very... Uh, intensive work on your staff members. You're requiring them to do extra work on top of what you're already expecting them to do and also be good enough trainers where they're communicating all of the extra things they need to be communicating to the new staff member. But it's harder to get a consistent product in that situation because your staff member is might change, right? Now, you may have your manager is always the person that does it, but as you grow and as you onboard new staff, they might not all get the same experience. And if you haven't built your onboarding system and you don't have a checklist that people go through, then you're going to miss things along the way. And you're making things really, really difficult on your staff to onboard these new staff because 
they're having to make sure that they communicate things consistently every single time in the same way and everyone gets trained to the same standard, which is very difficult to do. And it also distracts them from doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is delivering for your clients at the same time. So unless you have a dedicated trainer for these things, it can become a very laborious process for your your staff and it can be kind of a headache. Number three, you have not created the systems or identified the way you do things in your company, resulting in consistently inconsistent results. So if you haven't built all of your systems, if you don't have your general curriculums for the way your classes flow, if you don't have a general outline of how practices should look in your program, if you have not created a way that you do handstands and cartwheels and back handsprings and how they are taught in, in a very 30,000 foot view, if you have not written that stuff down and you're not training your new staff members on it, you're going to get consistently inconsistent results. And the point of systems is to give us consistent, repeatable, replicatable results over and over and over again. So our clients are getting a consistent experience in our business. That's what's going to keep people coming back and not have people committed to a specific staff member only, but committed to your brand. Because it doesn't matter whether they get Coach John or Coach Sarah or Coach Sally, they're going to have a great experience and they're going to get a great class and they're going to be taught in the similar manners, similar approaches that your program has. But if you've never identified it, then you're going to be lacking and you're always going to have inconsistent results. So you have to have those three things in place. And this is probably one of these three things or potentially all of these things, three things is what is lacking in your company. Now, you may have established a way, you may have curriculums, but because you haven't actually created an onboarding system, people don't get trained on them. Or you're hoping that they're going to learn them through osmosis while shadowing a class. Or you're just throwing them in it and saying, hey, coach. And what you're doing is you're setting your staff up for failure. You're not clearly communicating your expectations and you're making it much harder for your staff to be successful. So by having a clear and effective onboarding system, we can set our staff up for success. Now, one of the great things we offer in NextGen is a staff portal system. This is a web-based system that will help you create your onboarding initial training and even some of your ongoing training for your new hires and your staff. Okay, This system was a game changer in our company and it streamlined our onboarding process by like 10x. It's truly 10x'd it. You can request information on this if you're ever interested. You can email Rihanna at nextgenowners.com. I'm sorry, that's Rihanna at nextgenowners.com. It's not Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Uh, and you you can also get registered for conference where we'll go over staffing and other strategies there. But like this is a really great product that we have in NextGen. It is an additional product, so it's not a part of the Academy package. So anyone can get it, even if they're not getting coaching. Uh, it comes with done pre-done videos. I would recommend you redo some of them, but they're really great inspiration. And there are some pre-done videos there for you that you could theoretically plug and play. Now, this is such an important thing to be talking about right now because now is the time of year that people are hiring. And again, if you don't have that solid foundation to your staff training and your onboarding, then you're going to have issues later on. Maybe they don't show up early on, but that's where you get into that situation where two months down the road, a staff member isn't doing things the way you wanted them to. And when you go to them, they go, well, I didn't know you wanted it like that. And you're like, well, it's common sense. Well, Common sense is not common. It is absolutely not common. I hate that term. It's common sense. 
Tori and I were actually just talking about it today. We have been blowing up in birthday parties, absolutely crushing it in birthday parties, which I'll talk about our strategies for doing that because we were not a heavy birthday party program and now we're like sold out through almost into June. Um, We've been just crushing it. And with birthday parties come some added challenges. And one of those was we've had kids throwing up after they eat a bunch of pizza and cake and things like that and then are out on the mat or just there's just been more vomit in the gym than we've historically had. And we didn't really have a clearly written down how to clean up vomit system. And because we didn't, when there were certain staff members there, everything went fine. But when we had two of our male staff members there who are younger males, they were very much doing the like standard young male thing where like, uh, They weren't this bad, but like where you just throw the newspaper over something and assume that it's good. Well, it's not. So the last time we had some vomit on the floor, they put all the cleaning stuff on it. They got it soaked up. They did all that, but then they never vacuumed up the powder that pulls the moisture out or did the last two steps in the process. And it was because we hadn't written it down and and given them the very clear system of follow these steps, make sure those are done. So the same thing applies with any of your onboarding and training. Anything you do, anytime you implement a new system, you have to train your staff on it and you have to retrain them on it because you're not going to remember things forever. So just because you'd covered it in onboarding doesn't mean your staff is going to remember it a year from now. You're going to have to continue to retrain, re-emphasize things because we don't just hear something once and then have it mastered. It takes time to implement. So this is such an important thing to get dialed in right now because a lot of you are probably getting ready to hire new staff. I know I am. I'm getting ready to hire three to six new staff members coming into our gym to coach teams and or classes next year on top of hiring all my seasonal summer camp staff. And they have different onboarding processes because I have different expectations of my seasonal staff versus my my year-round staff who are the adults who are coaching teams and coaching classes regularly. So now is the time to get all of this stuff figured out, and which is why I'm talking about it right now. Now, if you leave this podcast, if you do not have onboarding systems, like you have not created what is your onboarding system, it can be an Excel spreadsheet, it can be a Word document, it doesn't have to be perfect, do that right now. Like literally end the episode and do that. Spend 30 minutes, turn everything else off, and create an onboarding system. Something done is better than perfect, right? So 50% right and done is better than perfect and not complete, all right? If you have onboarding systems in place, but they're clunky and they require a lot of time and energy from your staff, see what you can refine and reach out to NextGen and see where we can help or see how you can leverage things that you already have in your business, learning platforms and systems that you may already use to facilitate this for your staff. If you have not systemized your business or figured out kind of the way that things should look or built curriculums, then you also need to start working on that. Because again, this is what's going to be setting up your staff for success, helping them be the best staff members they can be for you and execute the plan that you want them to execute. And if that's not you, if you have a manager who oversees your tumbling program, then they should be creating those things and they should be incorporating it into your onboarding training. It doesn't have to be you as the owner, but if it is you as the owner, you need to make sure you spend the time to get that stuff done. 
All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a short one, but I'm trying to make some short ones that are just really great content for you. If you are looking for another great long form podcast, make sure you check out the Let's Talk to Your Podcast with Jason Larkins. Absolutely phenomenal content every single time. He crushes it. He has on great people who provide all sorts of interesting perspectives on the cheerleading world, as well as Jason just has so much experience. I'm super excited to have him at conference speaking. If you love this episode, share it with someone. Make sure that there are more gym owners listening to this content. We want to help as many gym owners as we possibly can. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.